Hi everyone and welcome to East Redland Anglican. Today is the celebration of the presentation of Christ in the Temple or 31st of January 2021. Today we've got uh, Danny Clark who's just been commissioned today for ministry in the parish as our new associate. She'll be preaching today and using different artworks to talk about the experience of Anna and Simeon uh, as Jesus is presented in the temple. So sit back and enjoy this today's sermon. May the words of my lips and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Would you please be comfortable? What an absolute pleasure and joy it is to be standing here this morning with all of you, with old friends and new, as we celebrate this Feast of Candlemas. I've got a new gadget to learn to drive, so this is going to be fun. But the view up here is pretty good, let me tell you. It is even more special for me to be delivering you my first sermon here on this day and my first sermon as an Australian. As on Tuesday, myself and my family were all made Australian, so go us. And we celebrated quite well with some meat pies and barbecue, and, but I draw the line at fairy bread. I'm not quite with that yet. <laughs> but it's also great that today the gospel reading features Simeon and Anna, who are probably my two favourite people in the Bible, aside from the obvious trinity, of course. <laughs> so as I stand here with you good people this morning, I'm going to beg you a little indulgence that I can tell you something of why I love Anna and Simeon so much. And perhaps by doing so, it might give you a little introduction into me and a bit of my faith walk too. So something that I really hope you will enjoy with me as we travel together over these coming years is the way in which so much theological and religious stuff is expressed through the arts. I love the arts. And this has happened consistently through the centuries and long may the talented artists and music makers and artisans continue to share their visions and the depths of their hearts through their work. It's no secret that I am a hopeless artist. I have wonderful ideas in my head of what I'd love to create, but when it comes to putting it down on paper, I am nothing if not a little abstract and at best obscure modernist. So therefore, I appreciate even more the skills of others. And this is a perfect time to introduce to you the first of three images I want to share this morning, if I can work this gadgetry. Hey, there we go, bingo. So as I said, this passage of the presentation of Christ at the temple, which we sometimes call Candlemas, is a favorite of mine. And so over the years, I sort of recognize and collect up various um, images that speak to me. And this one here is something of how I visualise the story that we are told in the word of Luke's Gospel this morning. This one is by a British artist whose name is Dinah Rowe Kendall and makes up part of a study she painted of Mary's life. 
For you see, as much as we focus on Simeon's declaration of the fulfillment of prophecy this morning, which is something I will come to in a minute, he also shared a very tender moment with Mary. Mary here is the lady in the yellow hat. This would have been the first time that Mary was allowed back in the temple following childbirth. She came back because it was a time when she would have been ritually cleansed or purified and then deemed acceptable to return to polite society following that messy business of childbirth. So these beautiful words that Simeon shared with Mary, he said, this child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed. And then he said, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. What a contrast to the words that Mary had heard not so long ago about her tiny baby from the angels and the shepherds. Those words that we're told Mary treasured and pondered in her heart. And I do wonder if 30 or so years later, it was Simeon's words that were ringing in her ears as she sat at the foot of the cross, as if a sword were piercing her soul as her precious baby died. There's a lot to look at in this Kendall painting. But when I was looking at it this morning and last night in contemplation of my words for you today, I don't think it was by accident that the figure of Anna, Anna's hand, is directing our eyes and pointing over Mary's hand, which is on her heart, and Mary's other hand, which is on her belly, so recently full of baby, who is now given over to the world, Emmanuel, God with us. And now a little bit about Simeon. This image is by an artist called Ron Di Ciamini, Ciani, something like that, Italian guy, very talented. And it's called Simeon's Moment. Now, I can't help but smile when I look at this. There is so much joy here. Simeon is an old man. He is representative of all Israel in that he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. As a whole people, there was a hope and an anticipation of this consolation or comfort from God. But while the nation of Israel waited and waited, Simeon was unique in that he had received a promise from the Holy Spirit that he would see the Messiah, the long-awaited one, before he died. We have no way of knowing when he received this knowledge, how many years he had been patiently waiting. But the same spirit that brought him this information was the one who led Simeon to the temple that day. And Simeon knew in that moment, in this moment depicted here, that all of his waiting was for this. As he took this precious little boy from his parents and held him in his arms, Simeon knew that he was looking at the face of the most important person to ever enter this world. And so, in recognising the Messiah in his arms, Simeon knew that the time had come for his tired old body to finally rest eternally, fulfilling the promise given to him. In the Book of Common Prayer, though they're words not so often used these days, but they are the words of my childhood church days, in the service of a burial, a prayer begins, 
Almighty God, with whom do live the spirits of them that depart hence in the Lord, and with whom the souls of the faithful, after they are delivered from the burden of the flesh, are in joy and felicity. And these words always make me think of dear old Simeon. I know that we still have his actual words immortalised forever for us in the beautiful canticle, the Nunc Dimittis. But these prayerful words speak to me of the depth and faithfulness of Simeon, delivered now from his burden of the flesh to go to God in joy and felicity, all in the arrival of this child. <coughs> and so now we come to Anna, the figure on the left there. Anna, a prophet, the only woman in scripture to be given that title. And one of the things that immediately jumps out at us, if we are to be biblical scholars and theologians, and everyone here in this room is a biblical scholar and a theologian, I hate to break it to you. The person writing this story down has given us the history of Anna. When a person is recorded in scripture with a bit of lineage behind them, this is like a flashing neon sign for us that this is someone to take note of. So we know that she's the daughter of Phanuel. We're told her father's name, though interestingly we're not told her husband's name. But the name Phanuel means face of God. We know she was the tribe of Asher, one of the ten lost tribes of Israel, descended from the eighth son of Jacob. Moses prophesied that for the tribe of Asher, your strength will grow, will, sorry, your strength will equal your days. And Anna's life certainly seems to show evidence of that. She is a workaholic, or maybe she's a worshipaholic. She's always in the temple 24 hours a day, and yet she remains articulate, alert, and spiritually savvy. This woman has some pedigree, and as such, is awarded the privilege of prophecy and is therefore more likely to be listened to. She is known to be a devout woman, spending all of her time at the temple in prayer and fasting despite her advanced years. But it's the contrast between her reactions and behaviour with those of Simeon that make this really interesting. Both are joyful, no doubt about that. But while Simeon sees this meeting with the Messiah, as his sign that he is now ready and happy to die. Anna, the gospel says she is 84 years old, but many scholars place her even older than that, has a renewed vigor. As depicted in this picture, this is why I like this one so much. She's so happy, she's ready to go. And so filled with joy is she that she first gives praises to God and then goes out to tell everyone she can find about this child come to save them all. Her life of devotion and prayer in the temple seems to have done her well, and I have no doubt that no one would dare suggest to Anna that it was about time she slowed down at her time of life. So in our Gospel reading today, we have three examples of three individuals and their actions and responses to the one event. And I actually think that this is a really good place to pin our thoughts and reflections for these coming weeks as we prepare for our Lenten season. And we can embrace all of them at different times. We have Mary's quietness and dignity 
as she witnesses the effect her baby son has on these people and the herald of Simeon as to what's to come for her. Like Mary, we can use our time in Lent to reflect and to pray and prepare for the times to come. Then we have Simeon's acceptance of the fulfilment of the prophecy given to him, even though it meant his certain death was not too far away. As we gather ourselves together, we know how our passion tide plays out, the agonies involved, and if we allow ourselves to enter into those places in the weeks to come, the realisation of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, the enormity of that very real suffering on the cross. And then at the end of this all, we have the joy of Anna, and we have the joy of Easter to come, when we, like Anna, want to go out with joy and tell the whole world of this incredibly amazing thing that happens when Jesus is alive and reigns once more. So now, as I draw to a close, let's bow our heads in prayer for a moment. Gracious God, we thank you for the gift of our scriptures and for all the lessons contained there. We thank you for those like Simeon and Anna who had the blessing and the gift of seeing and recognising you in the temple. And pray that we too can follow their lead and their joyous path as we go out into the world singing of your glory and telling of your name. Amen. That brings our podcast to an end for this week. If there's anything more you'd like to know about the parish, you can always check us out at our website, which is www.eastredlandanglican.com.au. You'll be able to find lots of links there to our Facebook page, to our Vimeo and YouTube channels, and to our Apple Podcast channel. You'll be able to go through the website there and find out any other information you want to know about our service times or baptisms and confirmations and things like that. So check us out there, um, have a look, and if there's anything you need, please don't hesitate to send us an email or give us a call, Um, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless.